We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining us this evening. If you're on YouTube, thank you for joining us live. Uh, And remember, put your questions down there because we have a really fun guest and you want to make sure that you ask him lots of questions. Uh, So throw them down there. Uh, If you've downloaded the pod, thank you for downloading. And uh, if you could do us the favor of liking, sharing, reviewing, leaving a comment, hit the heart, all the good things that help uh, to grow the show and cost nothing, the easiest way to help us. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, before we uh, bring in the gang here, I do want to uh, remind everybody that we are having a watch party at first round downtown. Uh, that will be for the not this coming Sunday, of course, because they'll be at home and we'll be there with tailgating and all the fun. Uh, but the following uh, game against the Ottawa Rough, uh, no, Rough Riders. Oh my god, Red Blacks. Uh, really <laughs> throwing it back there. Renegades, uh, that's the one. Yeah, no, the uh, we're gonna go with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, that will be on June 30th. So make sure that uh, you join us down there for some fun. All right, let's bring in the usuals here, uh, starting with one super fan, Mike. Ooh, I, I like the hat tip to the Red Bucks uh, old name. That was pretty it, awesome. So Yeah, well, you know, I, I knew that you would appreciate the history. Old so school, that's why yeah. I went that route. So uh, I've, you know, I've just, seen them many times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Weird. Uh, how was your weekend, super fan? Uh, it was fantastic. Absolutely outstanding. Yes. Um, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. So and, uh, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. the adoption went through. So I am now officially uh, a father on Father's Day. So that was uh, pretty special. So it came oh, just oh. in time. So yeah. <laughs> Kayla, you didn't know this? It's on Facebook. Yeah. I don't go on facebook oh so there we go there you go and now you know see, it's, it's breaking IG. news now it's perfect uh yeah well uh no that's awesome super fan and uh i, I was i mean i've been with me happy father's day for a couple of years but i'm yeah. glad that it's official official that's it's amazing. official official so yeah so, it was good fantastic um and as chris argar just said super dad and that is yeah they are the super family and we that's what we call them so it's so it's it's awesome uh you know who else is here one 
Commissioner Kayla, and look at the room. You can see it all. It's amazing. Well, sure, 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 sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, how are you doing, oh, Commissioner? Well, as soon as the podcast started, the magpie just like perched on my fence, and I was just like, you son of a. <laughs> Away, though. Okay. my neighbor scared it so that's good but yeah i'm wearing um a nice little tea in hopes that you know one greek uh mythological being will help orchestrate an architect a new team a craft <laughs> a new team the daedalus yes it's good no, i'm just that's kidding good. this is from stargate but that's, yeah, that's a, it's the wrong colors but it's fine yeah <laughs> especially oh. being that we're playing the double blue this week but that's Ooh, fine that's fine what's yeah. going on right there like that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 We need a, a whole new build team right now. Oh, and we're going to talk oh, about yeah. that, aren't we? Well, um, are we? We are. We are. Yeah. Well, before we uh, before we chat about that, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Asymmetrical Brewing, uh, who gave some cream ale for me this evening. Uh, they are also going to be doing five dollar pours at uh, Asymmetrical mm. Brewing on Sunday uh, to support the Elks. So uh, go and grab some great beer there. Now, let's bring in our guest because yes, our guest, please. we love having this gentleman on and uh, all the extra he has a, a little bit of extra time now but now he's got all the fun stories that he can just share with us so let's bring yes. in our favorite we call him jamo you probably know him as dave jameson welcome back to the podcast oh it's good it's good to be here this feels like uh this feels uh like home like a safe place and i'm <laughs> unshackled from the corporate overlords no I yes <laughs> It's yeah, it, it it's it's good, and you know, to to be with you guys. And before we get into what we're going to do, I just want to take a minute and and recognize the work you guys do, and and the culture you've created, not just on the podcast, but in the tailgate. I was there last game, and I'd been last year. You know, just popped in and kind of got a sense of what was going on out there. And you guys have been really part of you know, really the, the genesis of what's happened at the stadium. And, you know, you can't control what's happening on the field, although sometimes I wish you would. Yeah, um, <laughs> so do we. <laughs> but there's a real, there's just something that is happening outside there in the West lot and, and with all of what you're doing and all your friends and everybody that's gathered there, it's like, it's, it's, I think that's sort of the vision. Like that, that was what people were hoping. And I know, you know, they're, they're planning on building on it, but I was just really blown away. Like I, you know, the game ended the way it ended against Saskatchewan, but I came away going, you know what? Um, that, that's how it always should have been. And it wasn't, but it's taken a long time, but you guys have been a big part of that. I think we've played a small role in it. And oh. I, and, and I think that, uh, you know, when you bring people together, that's the thing when you when you bring people together in the same space and yeah. you realize that it's about a love of the game that mm -hmm. yes the game can be you know not the greatest but the time was still good because we got our time with yes. our football family right so right. exactly yeah, yeah. And that's so, that's the thing that's the bill we'll be ringing forever yeah. um, well, the experience it it matters because i have just a small story my friend carla her son her eldest son mm -hmm. who celebrated their birthday came away from that game wanting to play football. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. He told me that's that he wants to get into football mm -hmm. and he wanted to ask me questions about football. So he's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. That's how much 
that right. game and that experience meant meant him and that was only the second time that they fought. Wow, that's 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 cool. Fantastic. That's yeah. yeah, that's the good stuff right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jamo, I, I I I know this is almost like a little hard, but I want to ask you. Uh, it's been a bit of a shocking couple of weeks here uh, yeah. as we we find out that TSN twelve sixty uh, has just signed off. Um, kind of, you know, how are you doing? And tell us a little bit about kind of what you know and how that went. Well. I'm I'm fine, and, and actually I'm better than fine. I'm really good. I'm really kind of at peace. Um, uh, you know, I, I for some reasons, you know, I can't go into like granular detail, but everyone kind of they, they, the story's been well reported on. I mean, thirteen hundred people lost their jobs, and yeah. we were among that group. Um, I've been part of some weird stuff in both football and media over the years. I've been, you know, I tell people I've been talking for dollars since I was in my early twenties in Vancouver. So. <laughs> stuff's gone down let's say um but i've never been part of a station shutdown and two things have happened you know i i was given a bit of a running start that this was coming down at 9 a.m on june 14th i mean when i say running start like 20 minutes lead time right wow um but when Vancouver, Hamilton, and Winnipeg, our colleagues in those cities, went off the air, I guess this is like two years ago or close yeah. to, mm-hmm. I think we all thought, okay, we're on borrowed time. All right. And so, you know, there was a sense of not impending doom. We went in, we did our jobs. Some days they were, you know, we did it well. And some other days it was, you know, talk radio. And you, you know, you've got to fill, in our case, four hours. Some days are good and some days are pedestrian. Um, so we went ahead, you know, we went on and did our jobs. Um, but knowing that the day would come, but I didn't know it was coming on that day on June 14th, but it did. And, but the other thing, or I guess two other things, um, was the outpouring of support from listeners, um, was at times overwhelming in, you know, I didn't get emotional losing the job. I mean, there was a bit of a, oh, you know, body blow. But as I tell people, that's not the worst thing I've been through in the last two years. Right. Yeah, right? Absolutely. With my health and everything. So, you know, perspective, right? But um, was that people would reach out. I got a note a couple of days ago from a guy in Hawaii or had been working there, you know, who chose to listen to us. He'd been in Edmontonian, but had to work and over there. Would listen to us and liked what we did, but the connection to home and a sense of community. And, you know, as I say, like I've been doing this from a fairly young age, I'm 61 now, and I may have taken for granted the relationship you build somewhat unknowingly with your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, doing that job for a living, you look at your ratings and you're, you know, you're sort of cognizant of an audience, but an audience that can be monetized, like, okay, we've got this number, can we sell it? But strip that away, it's the connection with a, a, you know, a woman who likes sports talk radio and loves the Oilers or loves the Elks or whatever it may be. And they, you're with them every day. And Monday through Friday, people would get up at 6am and listen to, you know, my colleague, Dustin Nielsen and Lieutenant Eric, who were dear friends of mine. And they would stay with us all through to the end of Jason Greger. If we had NFL in the evening or we had an Elks pregame uh, show with Matthew Monick, they were there. Like we were a set it and forget it constant part of their life. They get out, they go and do their job. They come back in. There we are still rambling about 
whatever. Um, Good rambling. Though. And that, and, and, but that was something I, I think I thought I knew. I didn't know it until this ended. And the other thing is that, and here's, I'm mean, not going to get, you know, weepy or philosophical on you, but when you go off the air, it's not like we flip formats and we're a comedy station or we're something else today. Right. We cease to exist. And it's like we were never there. And mm. that, that hurts on a level, right? Because, you, you know, I mean, I know, what do they say? Radio is the lowest rung on the entertainment ladder, and they're probably not wrong. But in terms of you're leaving behind words, and now they're gone. You know, there's memories, and people have lots of those. But that's, that's the, the, the thing that kind of pulled me up short, at least in the first 48 hours. I'm like, God, it's like we weren't there. I mean, you turn on that frequency, and you go to that spot on the dial and it's nothing it's a hum i don't even know what it like i have a check for a couple of days so anyhow but to your first i'm fine i'm good you know i worry about my colleagues my young you know a guy just got married three weeks ago somebody just wow. bought a condo those are the people that i you know i'll i'll be fine i don't know what fine looks like but no it's <laughs> just it's a you know it's a something that you know 1300 people on that day went through and yeah. you know we just happen to be fairly public well we are public facing and when an entire station goes dark, it's noteworthy. It's newsworthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Um, and I, 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 I know for us anyway, or for me, I, but I'm pretty sure for all of us, it was, it was a shocker. We didn't see it coming. So huge. You're like, there's no yeah. warning. And no. I think that it might actually be part of what you were saying, uh, JMO with the people and their connection. If all of us all like it's there and then all of a sudden it isn't. And it's like, yes. they didn't get their chance to have, their goodbye moment do you know what i mean right. like i i can see where that would happen right? it's it's funny you say that because somebody brought it up to me this afternoon like i was just chatting with somebody about the shutdown and they said you know yeah you know you didn't get to say goodbye and i went well okay there's a couple of things about radio there's many things about radio but when you do a format flip you know when you go from rock to country whatever it is those things happen Usually it's like a Sunday to a Monday. Like they've had the bill, they get everything ready to go, all the imaging, all that's everything, right? And then boom, Monday morning, you flip it on and, you know, you had Madonna on a Friday or Sunday and your Conway Twitty on the Monday. Okay. <laughs> and then you just kind of, and, and yeah. some most of the staff stay, there's some changes. But with this, because it was a shutdown, there's a term in radio that, the hard network out and if you were doing a show and you're up against network programming you're on a on an automated system and you have to be out at the top of the hour when the big arm hits the you know whatever you gotta you be out or they just override you and it's you know we'd laugh the hard network out well i was like god this is the ultimate hard network out like we are out and not coming back <laughs> right yeah. so yeah, it's and and radio's always been fearful of the the you know the crazy DJ to lock themselves in the booth and just swear for you know if once they get the news that they're going to be you know we're going off the air oh great let me just lock the door and stay in there until they shut us down there's always a fear of that but you know anyhow but yeah it was quick and it was uh, you know they it was handled you know with the right I guess the the level the appropriate level of sort of tactile touch you know in terms of delivering the message and whatever but you know 
I don't, I don't feel I harbor any ill will. I mean, I'm sad. I'm sad because I don't get to go to work with guys that I really enjoyed being around, uh, that made it a joy, made it, you know, we had some great days. Um, they saw me through the worst thing in my life with my cancer. My colleague's mm -hmm. wife died during the show we did together. Um, you know, those are life-changing events and having those people in your world to help you and prop you up and, you know, um, it, it, I, I won't forget that. And, you know, I was out of radio for 18 years. I mean, I was doing right. the, an off air, I should say. I was program director, you know, at 630 Chad in Edmonton for three and a half years and helped launch that station. But, you know, from when I'd been on air in Vancouver to when I came back at NW or at, at TSN, I should say, you know, that's like an 18 year run. You don't know if yeah. you can do a broadcast. So to do what I, I was able to do and, God, you know, all credit to them for hiring me. Um, you don't know if you can still do it, if you've got the chops, if you can, you know, hold an audience and do all of that stuff. So anyhow, it was, I was, I'm grateful for the chance to have done it. Uh, but now we'll uh, seek out some new challenges. Yeah, 100%. It's pretty crazy. I mean, to me, growing up as a kid, 1260 was always there like okay. it was the football station for a lot cjca was in there as well as ched but yeah. cfrn was the one that really had it for so many years it's been around 96 years wow like 1927 it went on it was different call letters at the time and different frequency but it was the same station just yeah. moved to 1260 in the early 40s like during world war ii and it's and it's gone. It's like the end of a massive institution. It's it's, it's you tough. know the word the word iconic gets yeah. overused and, and mistakenly so, right? And but you know in in that broadcast industry there are some very famous frequencies and very famous radio stations in our country and, and probably all over the world. I worked for three of them. I've had the right. you know CKNW in Vancouver nine eighty the super 98 and a powerhouse station. Like we were so big and I, you know, this not due to my efforts, I'm quite sure. Um, but we're the second biggest radio station in Canada. Right. Like we we're more popular than television stations and back, you know, when you could do this kind of thing and then to go to six thirty, Chad and where it was. Um, and then to go to this, which, you know, again, a smaller audience, but you're, you know, sports radio is a niche audience in terms of, you know, there were more music stations, obviously, than there are because more people like music and they, they want the distraction and they, you know, but the people who like what we did love it. Mm -hmm. And it's deeply rooted. The passion is real. Um, and that, you know, the fact that we're not with them every day is, is, uh, makes me sad. It makes me, you know, again, I just, you feel like not that it was our, decision like our the employees right you just feel like you know god damn it like we're not out there doing it to entertain people that's what it is at the end of the day you're a performer and yeah. you're entertaining them some days better than others but you're entertaining them yeah and now it's sure. uh and now it's not happening so yeah i mean uh, i i love talk radio that's the only radio no. i listen to <laughs> Like, I just, thing is, it God. might be a like a you know, listen to a music station and it's like i don't really like this song so i'll flip but with talk radio especially a sports talk radio right you're always engaged because yes. it's always talking about something it's like oh i'm not much of a 
lacrosse fan, but I'll still listen to it. It's like because yeah. it's entertainment, right? So well, and you get exactly. to learn, and then there's just yeah. like an aspect of almost comfort where you're just yeah. almost listening to stories that people are telling, and I just want to cuddle up and on the couch and just yeah. listen. Like I, I can learn and engage, or just like zone out and pretend it's my grandpa telling me a story. You know, it's just like that <laughs> comfort. You know, that's a shot at me. I get it. I <laughs> <laughs> I, understand. I, understand. I think that is like, in the spirit in which it's uh, delivered. No, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I've worked in television, um, and and um, there is the, the the power of the the human voice and the connection that yeah. you know therein um, is is real, and it's um, it's it's something that 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 for those who want to discount the medium of radio and say, well, it's outdated and certainly AM radio. And, you know, you look at car manufacturers who are opting not to put them in their vehicles and you think, well, that's just a dinosaur. You know, it's a pterodactyl in the media landscape. Well, uh, uh, okay. I guess the numbers tell you that, but I think you might be missing the, 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 you know, the human, the tissue, the sinew of that relationship. And, you know, I guess, I don't want to get overly philosophical, um, but it'd be a shame to lose that because, you yeah. know, some of my greatest memories are, you know, when I growing up in Vancouver was, oddly enough, I was a California Golden Seals fan. And Green I gold. don't know why, I can't defend it. They were god-awful, but they look great. They had white skates. <laughs> so I would I would go to bed on a, on a, like a Saturday night or a Sunday night or whatever and have a little blue transistor radio that I could fight because, you know, at night, radio signals they skip and they they go further than they they should in the daytime and i would listen to those games and um it would take me to a place that you know the oakland alameda county coliseum i would never see it but in my mind it was this cool place right the la forum you know and the la kings and wow like yeah i could you know get on a bus and go to the vancouver canucks game but that wasn't that was close i could see and touch that mm -hmm. i couldn't this other you know these other places and so what took you there you know that i again not to romanticize too much i already have but that's what it, the power of that was for me for sure yeah 100 percent. yeah so i mean they talked about how it ends and you didn't get to say goodbye but i think it's so cool that the elks are doing that promotion for the game where it's yes. twelve dollars and sixty cents yeah. uh, 300 seats sold out instantly i believe they're adding more yeah uh, what are your thoughts about that we're touched That's unbelievably awesome. touched i mean to know that you know it's always funny because you you go into the office and you go into a room and you turn on a microphone and we get texts you know so there's a connection there sometimes phone calls although that you know talk radio is kind of one way now it used to be right. two ways mm -hmm. and for them to do that for the elks to do that is it's humbling like it's and and to think that people would you know say we want to say thank you or goodbye or whatever it is it's i know i am and i'm you know i'm not the i'm not the spokesperson for our group but i think everyone would say the same thing like we're really grateful that you liked what we did um and let's go out and have a beer and have a laugh and you know and and enjoy what i we hope um is going to be an elks win um and and just you know enjoy what we had right mm -hmm. and so humbled and touched awesome yeah cool i i just like you thinking about what are the 
are there t-shirts that we can all wear? Just, you know, how we have those Jason Tucker t-shirts? Like, there's got to be something out there that we can wear. Well, that's got it. I'm glad you brought up that memory. I'm a, I'm, you see a theme coming with green and gold in my life. Even though I'm wearing blue and white, I'm sorry, it's Argo color. Okay. <laughs> you guys should call me out. Anyhow, um, what I, uh, like, I'm a huge, I've been a devout fan of the Oakland Athletics since I was a little boy. Uh, fell in love with them during their three in a row World Series run and have been there, you know, for better or worse, a lot of worse lately. And they're moving, right? They're done in Oakland. They're going to Las Vegas. And that pains me. Yeah. Um, and I see what the fan base there is doing um, with their shirts and some of them, you know, let's say sell and sell the team. I understand the rage is directed to the owner, John Fisher, and it should be. But I look at what they have done there, um, and it's it's the passion, and it reminds you in, in bad times. Like it's real easy to you know be a. I'm a New England Patriots fan. Oh, really? When you're winning every other year, yeah. that's not hard work. Yeah, <laughs> that's not hard work. Okay, um, but this is you know to to cheer on this you know crazy little team with no money. Stadium is, as they call it, baseball's last dive bar. They have, you know, they're they're going to set a record for losses in a major league baseball's, you know, and they they were once proud franchise, and to see it like this. But uh, where I go is the passion of the fans that remain and want to fight yeah. for it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, now that I've got all this free time, I'm very inclined to want to jump on a plane, just go to Oakland for a weekend, and just drink it all in, and just say oh, yeah, like was there on the last, you know, run of this, yeah, just to watch it. Just to see it firsthand. Yeah. Amazing. You know. well, we certainly know about setting records. Uh, but, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boo, hiss. Oh, yeah. No. Go well, ahead, Kayla. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. going off of that is a good segue, I suppose. But like prior to preseason, mm -hmm. prior to this start, what were your thoughts actually going into this season? Okay. Um, you know what? I was, I was, no, no, no. I was quite bullish um, because I saw the end of last season as Kevin Brown asserting himself, Dylan Mitchell mm -hmm. emerging as a legitimate threat, um, and Taylor Cornelius evolving. But, and so I was, you know, and I, I mean, how could you not look at what Chris Jones and G. Roy Simon did in the offseason and go, wow. Okay, if you didn't win free agency, then you were number two. I mean, you know, and again, people need different things, and so they'll go, Well, we addressed our needs and they did it, and so we won. But in terms, you know, you go and get Gina Lewis and Stephen Dunbar, and you know, there's others in there, but those two alone, you go, Well, damn, okay, let the fireworks begin. And Cornelius has, and I don't need to tell you guys or the people watching this, has demonstrated a like a rocket arm. Mm -hmm. Emerged last year as a guy who could get outside, run effectively for what six, yeah. seven, six, six, whatever, tall, yeah. like on you know, sort of almost unusually tall for the position. I know NFL, that's probably what they require. Right. But and I thought, okay, well this is going to go well you're going to build off that and roll into this year it was a season of continuity the the the, the 18 game training camp that they ran last year is over right <laughs> and here we go so how could things not get better 
well until they don't, right? right. And where right. we sit today. So, you know, Kayla, to, to answer your question, I was I was quite bullish. I didn't have them winning the Grey Cup, but I have them significantly better. And I think I think we all did. I think we all had that. So, yeah. Let, let's let's get into this game recap because okay. oh my goodness, we it, it, it. there's dance around it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Elephant I will room. I will quickly say a, a quick thank you to Tyler for having me out to visit uh, because it made the rest of the weekend good <laughs> other than the game um, and uh, to Paul who uh, was with us at the game and met us before and after and we had a lot of good laughs which helped in and amidst all of the other crap I don't know I don't have a better word for it um, LL Cool J was cool um that was yes. pretty wild to have that happen and see that live and uh oh my goodness does he get hot he was very sweaty oh. it was amazing <laughs> but um but i still the irony of that right that type of shape at that age anyway that's uh, amazing uh and i did get to meet uh, krista r and uh marcia i got to see her so that nice. was amazing um and and one really good part that i i want to just put up front uh really really classy move by the lions to yeah. acknowledge yeah. christian salisbury right. and to put his face and number up on the board was uh really powerful mm -hmm. uh totally caught me off guard um but i i i think that was a really really classy move by the lions um so and, and they're doing a lot of good things out there so i feel like the presidencies are very similar and uh, Victor and 100 yeah. agree yeah the yeah. owner and the president for yeah. sure yeah. oh yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah um very funny story actually chris Igar was there and uh, he got to meet mr doman and um oh. and uh, his assistant was like oh do you want me to take a picture and so krista went on one side and then, Do and then mr doman and then uh chris on the other side and the first picture of the assistant took cropped chris out entirely <laughs> and then they took a good one and it was uh like i mean that's that's awesome and i could totally see like victor doing something like that i, I yeah. agree with you they're very similar and i thought that was great passion yeah agreed um now elks get shut out for the first time in 47 years correct the 11th time ever thank you super fan i knew you'd have that like oh, uh and only the third time in my lifetime and i'm old so <laughs> it's uh oh. yeah 22 to nothing mm -hmm. um i'm, I'm we uh, we will find some goods in here i'm quite sure oh yeah, yeah. um yeah. but there, it it's really hard to not kind of focus on a lot of the bads that happened so um i think we'll just kind of generally go around with what were your thoughts on the game and not focus on whether it was good or bad and kind of bring everything together but um <laughs> jamo where do you want to start in chatting about this game <sighs> okay i use the term constipated <laughs> yeah, you sure did. In, a, in a tweet and uh i'd like to stay with that i'm not going to withdraw yep. that your honor yeah. um <laughs> This is an offense. I'm troubled by this. And there were people in, you know, in our office would be talking and they're like, they didn't trust McAdoo then. And they trust him less now to, to find new ways to do old things. Right. And in a CFL game, in a league that is wacky and with the rules and the size of the field and all of the things that encourage scoring, for you to come away with nothing is embarrassing. Sure, got that, but almost shameful. Like, could not Dean Faithful have just been sent out there to miss wildly and get a point? 
something. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, well, they they did have one punt where they were punting. Sure, I think it was from the forty eight or something, and it would have been a, a forty four yard field goal, but they mm-hmm. didn't go for the field goal because the line for faithful is at the forty right now. And oh my! I, I even I was shocked. I'm like. You guys don't have a point on the board. At least try for the field goal, right? And and it didn't because because we know from the forty five, probably the fifty, uh, probably the fifty five. Faithful can kick it hard enough to at least get a single. I mean, I know we right. have a field goal, sure. but he, but you, you know, it's yeah, it's it, I don't understand that. Sorry, Jay. No, 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 no. But it, it, and and all of that you know, sort of speaks into kind of where I'm headed. I mean, they seem terribly risk averse, um, overly safe. And, you know, I look at, you know, this is, I'm supportive of young athletes and, and I know how hard it is. I mean, from my 14 years there watching, you know, my first quarterback was David Archer, who was an old pro to, you know, the, the Marcus Crandall and Elon Green march our way through the Jason Moss on to Ricky Ray. You may have heard of him. <laughs> Maybe. You know, and then to Stephen Giles and then whatever, you know, I think Stephen was the last quarterback I worked with. So I, I've seen the arc of how um, that position can go. I know it's terribly difficult, but now you're three years in with him, largely you know, with, mm-hmm. with Taylor. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't, I hate to be the guy to preside over, you know, somebody's, but I'm watching that game and I go, somebody get McLeod Bethel Thompson on the phone. Somebody walk down and the, say that to me. <laughs> yeah. Somebody walk down the hall and say, Neil McAvoy, Dane Evans is here. What do we, what do you need? Right. You know, like, cause the Elks have put themselves in, a, again, on, not to reuse every tweet, I don't tweet a lot, a precarious position at the most important position in football. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Taylor Cornelius, who's not a fully vested starter in the CFL. I mean, I know he's got, you know, a bunch of games under it. And then you've got Kyle Oxley, who would be a project, let's call it that. And you've got Trey Ford, who is a project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got a lot of money running around in the flat in Geno, and I get it. He had the big play in, in the opener and stuff. And then you've got guys coming off, you know, they're they're the lat, you know, you look at the, the play by play and you go, one catch, you know, nine yards, whatever. Right. How many targets? Like that can't happen, man. Right. Now, my I, my question in 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 and around that is part of it is Taylor. hundred uh, percent his confidence is shaken. Mm-hmm. Jones said it after the game, his, his confidence taking a beating in the, in the first two games. And we got to help him through that and, and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I look at this as a shared responsibility on the oh. offense. It's not just Taylor. I mean, Taylor Absolutely. did throw a couple into the feet. He did throw a couple behind. He did overthrow a couple. Like I, I get that, but um, and Mike, I know you're going to feel me on this, but like seven runs. Wait, when you have a when you have a quarterback that's struggling, yeah, and and an offensive line that is also having a struggle of getting right. the running game going and giving Taylor some protection. So uh, it's I not just it's, seven runs; it's seven runs with a five point nine yard per carry average. Right. 
Yes, like that is a it, solid average. Except that that's God, super yeah. inflated by one run, right? Because I mean, it's only seven runs, right? Like I, yeah. I get what you're saying, Mike, but I, I do think that it is because he had a number where he didn't get very many at all, and then of course there was the fumble. Right. So, I, like, but it, like, I just, I'm, I'm frustrated with the fact that everybody is dumping on Cornelius, where I think that he is a part of it, but it's like, like there is not one thing that's working well. The play calling, the running, nope. the pass, it, like it, it's everything. And they're not working to the strengths of the guys they have. Can I, I, I just want to jump in. And, and again, I know context is everything. I think if the Elks weren't in the precarious financial position they're in, which they are, I mean, that's publicly reported. And yep. it's, you know, and trying to dig out of COVID and the, the, all the losses over the last four years. And now, you know, to have the, the, brand hit that they've suffered and and they're they're having to if this were a team like i I say to say the old days with lots of money where they could i'm not so sure there wouldn't have been a change made i'm not talking chris jones but that plane lands from vancouver and i was around i mean machocha was fired after a win right Mm mm-hmm now, granted, and I'm not I'm not advocating for firing. I don't like that because I've been around. I've written the press releases for firing. They're, they, it's awful. Yeah. But it feels like, and I, 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 God, I hope they win. I really hope they win against Toronto. But that'll be that'll be zero and three. And I've been around to where something like that, you start to think, wow, you're looking at guys going. And coaches, I'm talking about here, thinking that guy's starting to think I gotta, you know, tune up the resume because I might not be here long. Because they, it's a performance business. You play, you yep. work once. I mean, you're working all the time, but you play once a week. Right. Yep. Very true. And I'm not. Again, I'm not suggesting this. Any of it's easy. It's brutally hard. Um, but I would just think that given what the Elks have to kind of figure it out because they can't buy out, they can't, you know, they can't, they can't be no. on the hook for dead mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Not for the coaches. That's for sure. No, for the absolutely not. Like, yeah. well, and as it turns out, not for the players either, because Taylor also has part of his contract guaranteed sure. in third year. Right. Yeah. So, so there I mean, is a, there's a little bit of both sides. So yeah. I feel yeah. like it. They're not playing for their jobs. That's what it feels like. They're just yeah. like, meh. I yeah. I feel for Taylor a, a lot just because he's been here and he doesn't really have that mentor, right? Like Mike Riley, right? I mean, he was he a Travis leader Lule. of men, right? He had Travis yeah. Lule working with him. Yeah. Um, even when Ricky Ray was here, he still had Jason Moss, who'd been around for a few years. Uh, I know we have Jarius Jackson, but it's not the same when it's your coach versus right. your teammate. And he hasn't really had that. I mean, Nick Arbuckle was the most experienced guy he worked with, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll share this with you. It was put to me by someone, a learned fellow, who's been around the league for a long time. Who <laughs> said, Hugh Campbell pulled Warren Moon from a great cup. Right. And said, why don't you watch the chubby guy run around, Warren? Stand right by me. In, on the stand, greatest team of all time. Stand to my left here and don't move. Yeah. We're going to watch this. And we're, you're going to watch. As I recall, and I was on the sidelines in Calgary for the West Semi, and then the final in BC, and then the Grey Cup. Ricky got pulled twice, right? Mm-hmm. Before they got to the Grey Cup, 
However, you pull Ricky Ray because you know you got Jason Moss. It's true. Well, with all due respect to Kyle Loxley and Trey Ford, you pull, you know, Taylor. You go, wow, what am I putting in? I yeah. mean, it's all a hope and a prayer right now with those two guys. And I'm sure they're brilliant athletes. Like, I, I don't doubt all of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're not, this isn't a prospects game. Yeah. But, yeah. but is there something in that, though, where watching it from the sidelines might be helpful, no matter who the other person is going I don't on? Doubt like, it. it might, it, it, you're watching him get creamed. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And, and who knows? Mm. Uh, that That's the thing. We actually don't know nope, with don't. either of them. Right. Loxley can run. Oh, yeah. Loxley's throw has gotten significantly better. Uh, at least I, I thought that in training camp. And by no means am I suggesting that Loxley starts a game. But if Taylor is having that kind, that kind of a struggle game, put in Loxley for a couple of series and let Taylor watch it and, and talk to him through it and then put him back in. Do you know what I mean? Like let, let him, or at least, I mean, or, or at least give him something to a perspective of some kind. I don't know well, that, how that works, but. And you know, you guys know the history of, of Ricky Ray's ascension to being Ricky Ray. So in that training camp, there was sort of a whisper going around early. Because he came in as the fourth guy yeah. like, mm -hmm. and late, like barely got there, came in with his little knapsack, sat down and started taking notes and off we go. And you, the, the people that know, like Jackie Parker and Hugh Campbell and, and, you know, the observers who you got to talk to on the sidelines, they're like, hmm, keep an eye on this guy. And then it was just kind of a buzz that built. Well, then you guys know what happened. Moss is the starter. And then he gets hurt. In four. Yeah. Never got his job back. Right. And off we go to the Hall of Fame. But you always knew he had Moss there. And I can't remember the court of the backups were Keith Smith and Bart Hendricks and Jason Johnson. I'm probably yeah. missing guys. So there was a depth there. You know, there was, there's sort of a, like there was a, a, you knew that there was kind of a food chain. Like if this guy can't do it tonight, then okay, well, that guy probably can because he's sort of done it before. Right. And then if you got to take a flyer, you dip down to number three, God forbid. But anyhow, all of that said, they just don't have that. Like, look at, look at the team they played. Vernon Adams, you got Dane Evans. He's been mm -hmm. in the great cup. You know yep. whether he's that guy anymore i don't know but i i trust him right yeah uh, and well and there's a couple uh, a number of teams that have that what that other guy in behind but there's yeah. teams that don't too you look at oh, sure. the argos chad kelly played really well but if he gets hurt who's up <laughs> i i don't know so i i yeah and I mean, I, BC obviously has that advantage, right? Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. And absolutely. Assuming Mazzoli gets better, then they have that advantage as well. Correct. But, yeah, yeah, that's very true. But not many teams. No, no. And I will share this with you. So, you know, as my part of the alumni, we had Chris Jones on a call. It's probably two years ago. Just at our, our, like our AGM. And we got a chance to, you know, he comes on the call and we get a chance to talk to him about the team and how it's coming. And, you know, it's prior to the, season and he said one of the biggest challenges and he's not wrong in fact he's so right is finding and developing cfl quarterbacks yeah like 
he said that this is not the golden era of quarterbacking in the CFL, and he's not wrong. Exactly. And there's some really good guys out there. But that position has what I mean, you guys know the history of this league. Everybody had the guy, and then they had the next guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether the next guy went on to either get the job there or, you know, got plucked off as a free agent. Mike Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not there. No. Like no. the next guy, ooh, there's a drop down. There's a real drop down at that position. And, you know, that's a lot of that could just be circumstance and kind of the way positions cycle through. I mean, you know, there there are times and, and uh, where I know during my time, you know, you, God, could we find a defensive back who could right. play? Like there were just sort of fallow <laughs> periods. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or Paul Jones, who was our scout, where you go, God, could you know, again, could we find a kick returner, please? Somebody. <laughs> somebody. Like, just give us 10 yards reliably, you know? And it just wasn't. It just didn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah, very you true. Know. Not since uh, Winston. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Commissioner, let's go to let's go to you for some thoughts on this game. I mean, we've kind of beat the offense to death, but is there other <laughs> things that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we can all say that the defense actually has shown pretty good character for the last two games, and especially this game. And the only reason they were ta- like they were done was because they were tanked. They were always on the mm-hmm. field, and and like they said. I can't remember who said it, but it's like, why even bother? Why try when a part of your team isn't even bothering to show up? Like mm. you can only hold this team together so much. That's not your responsibility to do the entire game's work. And also like the special teams, they're fine. Like they weren't the special teams of like past years where you just like want to pull out your hair because nothing was getting done. You know, at least we were blocking and, and getting decent field position. Um, but not decent enough because clearly we had to get past the 50-yard line in all plays in order for the defense to move 10 yards. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, I I was actually very satisfied with the defense. I think that there's growth and there's structure, and they they themselves play as a team. Um, and, like, Jake Sorez is just on fire. Like, he's he comes to those games hungry, and it's such a joy to watch. And I mean, like for me personally, I mean, it wasn't such a bad loss. Like it could have been way worse. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as last year. No, it wasn't as bad as last year. And I mean, like, it's just, it's a pleasure to watch Brennan Adams play. I'm super, super biased. Yeah. So just take that with a, you know, great assault. Pound assault, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pound, yeah. <laughs> the whole um, bag. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, like, they're they're an enjoyable team, and I'm really happy for BC and BC fans. I mean, they deserve that game, and that team deserved that win. Like, there's no question about it. I just wish that ours would show up and play and, like, just be competitive. I, I don't understand. I looked at the stats today, and I don't know why, because I just, like, emotionally cut myself again, and I'm just, this yeah. is awful. They, they like, don't get better when is no. you look at them. Oh, when I just scrolled through the play-by-play in the third and the fourth quarter, it was like BC, three slots of the Elks. BC, two slots. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely pathetic. Like, yeah. that's the only word that I could use. Like, this isn't professional sports. This is just 
I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I think I'm here for a paycheck, but I guess we'll find out next game because I don't know. My job isn't on the line, clearly, because I'm not playing like it. So I, I have to tell you, years ago, you know, after games, I used to take the play-by-plays or have them brought down because I was in the dressing room dealing with the media. And I remember going in, was it Bill Mack or Mont? It was, I think it was Mack. And we'd just been pumped at, I, mean, I forget the, the, the opponent. I mean, we did lose games, let the record show. And <laughs> we got the play-by-play, and I would hand them out to every coach. And then players would go, hey, Jamo, can I get a look? Because some of them are like, hey, I'm bonused on tackle, whatever. you know. And I want to get credit for this one, right? And I gave it to Mack. And I, as I'm handing it to him, he goes, I don't need that shit. I watched it. <laughs> and I'm always reminded that, like, play by play, it's like you don't, and, and they're great because you don't have to actually physically watch a game. You can right. just, if you read and you kind of know what you're reading, you can go, oh, God, I can see where this went badly. Yeah. You know, but I always laugh thinking, he goes, I'm good. <laughs> I'll pass on that. I'm going to go have my roast beef upstairs with the team dinner, and then I'm going to go back and spend 19 hours watching this shit in my right. office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mac knew has forgotten more about football than oh. any of us will ever know God. combined. Like all was, hail the late yeah. great. Yeah, it really makes you wonder, like, what goes on on those flights home? Like, Oof. oh, like, I, I just want to know. Oh, I'll tell you what goes on. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> on on the on the really brutal ones. I mean, and, and I'm going back some ways where, you know, then it was like, okay, can we get some booze in here? And then somebody magically would, would have mini bottles that would just kind of get pushed around. And then guys would be in the dark sort of skulking, not trying to avoid the coach looking <laughs> back. So they, you know, and this is like when we flew commercial. Yeah. So you'd have, we're all scattered all over the plane. And then when we got to charters, the charters, as I recall, we didn't, you know, the, the, the alcohol was not a, not a, a clear and present danger, let's say, <laughs> but they're very quiet coaches like, uh, and I wasn't on this flight, but Kay Stevenson came home from a game in Montreal and it was actually the game where they, they got, um, where there was the two touchdowns, the Safeway score and win. So Donnie, mm-hmm. Ashley and Giz, and they lost. And they Kay stared at the seat cushion in front of him at the fabric, all flight. I'm told, like Dwayne Mandrusiak said, Kay's head never moved. He just stared. Just that was it. Like he was catatonic. And coaches tend to go like that, you know. I mean, they review, and now that they can watch the video and stuff like that, they're they're but they're quiet, man. And guys pass out, right? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, just exhausted, but yeah, it's real quiet and a lot of huddled conversations, right? Right. Yeah. Well, the, that's uh, a, oh, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. No, I, I was actually just going to build on um, something that you said earlier, Kayla. Before I forget, is that after the game, uh, Jones had said that the defense played somewhere around seventy-two yeah. plays, and they're supposed to be somewhere between forty-five and fifty-two. Yeah, yeah take that. Yeah. yeah. So it just leads to what you were saying that they were bagged. Like, well, I mean, you, th- you think about it. We've been outscored. Well, the defense has allowed 39 points. Yes. In the season opener last year against BC, we had 59 points allowed. 
56 yeah. points. Yeah. So, I mean, Ooh. in two games now, unfortunately, we've also scored 13 over two games. Um, so that hasn't helped. But either way, li- allowing your opponent in their barn to only score 22 and in yours to score 19 yeah. or 17, yeah. like you should be winning those games. So, 100, 100%. Hundo uh, P, as you Yeah. Mean. I mean, yeah, Dave Campbell posted earlier today the starting position on every drive. So 11 drives the offense had seven of them started at their 40 or closer to the BC goal line. Like seven out of 11. That's good field position. That's incredible. Really good field position. Yep. Yep. Uh, Here's a funny, I heard another funny stat. Now that you mentioned that Mike, we have in our two games, we have punted the ball more times than we have points. We've punted the ball 19 times and we have 13 points. That was yeah. given to me by our good friend Morley Scott, and wow. that wow. that was I. I'm like, you're uh, right, and that's that's Jake a, Julian's earning his money. Yeah, thank God he's good. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. <laughs> there's a wow. positive. Jake but Julian's here's amazing. Here's, yeah. here's the thing with this team right now. There, there's so much coming at it, and I know that a lot of these things are circumstances beyond their control, but. You know, every team will say we need a W. But the Elks need this desperately. And not just for so that Taylor Cornelius and the players can feel better about themselves and the coaches, but because the relationship with the fan base and the city more largely is so fragile. Yeah. Like that's, I know people, and I think it's a pat answer. Like I think it's too easy. Well, if they win, everyone will come back. Mm. Guys. Mm. Don't be so quick to say that. Right. It takes a lot of hard work to sell a Absolutely. ticket. It's crushing. Yep. Yep. And I just hope that they were able to gain some traction for the people in the office, Victor Kui and all of his staff who've been putting in the work, that on some level they can get rewarded and so that they can feel like the work they are doing well, then, you know, it's okay. The win is coming. Great. Now we can build. Now we got a positive story to tell. Now we got to, now we go out for the next game and market that, you know, whatever the theme is and, and ticket promotions and all of that stuff. Um, you know, for the, for a long time, I mean, the Eskimos had the, even in bad years, like, you know, I was there in 98, we were nine and nine. We weren't very good. I was new at my job. So I really didn't know what the hell was going on. Next year we're six and twelve, and three of those wins came against the Riders, who were three and fifteen. Yeah. Okay, we weren't good, but you still thirty-five, forty thousand people. Mm-hmm. So you weren't good, but you were losing in front of a lot of people. Okay, that's different than losing in front of a diminishing fan, you know, d- right. diminishing attendance. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help. We're going to be playing Toronto too. Is not traditionally a strong draw. And you know what? Even with Ricky Williams, and I mean, I'm sure when the Rocket was there, I'm sure they, right. they had a great crowd. But you know what? Like you're right, Mike. Anything from the East, quite honestly. Like even yeah. you know when the Montreal and Edmonton had those great rivalries, they weren't yeah. a draw. No. No. Now there is a fair number of Toronto fans coming out that we know oh, of. Good. That's good. Oh, so that's, that's that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and they have an exciting team to watch. We'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, the two last two things I want to talk about is um, uh, can somebody put sticky on the guy's gloves? So yeah. We don't less turnovers would be outstanding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brown um, had two. Uh, did Brown have two? Well, only have no, one? he had one. Right, or was it two in the last? Anyway, 
He had one. He had two yeah. in like one in each game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two total. I mean, yeah, don't um, put the ball on the ground. Uh, I hope Ed Gainey's okay. Um, oh, that was tough to watch. Although, as I watched him coming, he caught the ball, and we were Tyler and I were cheering, and then we're like, "Go down, go down, go down, go down!" Bang! Ball comes out. And we're like, oh, "Do we have a definitive on his injury? Is it collarbone? Game? Collarbone or shoulder? It has game. to be. I mean, he was holding himself like this. Correct." So. I yeah. figure it's probably collarbone. Yeah. Okay, if it's collarbone, I mean, I just I go back to uh, Willie Pyle hitting Ricky Ray collarbone. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that ended that 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 run there for a long time. Yeah, so we'll have to have yeah. to see how that goes. Okay. Um, now, well, let's move on from that game because uh, we've okay. we've beat it to death. I'm quite sure. Unless there's anything <laughs> else you specifically need to put in there, super fan. If yeah, if we didn't beat it to death, BC did. That's for sure. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. All right. Um, uh, the Elks did sign uh, Marcus Lewis, defensive back, uh, as Ed Ganey goes on to the uh, the sixth game. Um, interesting that it's a defensive back and maybe an old lineman. Anyway, uh, that's fine. That's what the, that's available. Okay, super fan. Let's go back to some more fun and let's uh, let's do some hoard and tell, and then we can get some more stories with JMO. How does that sound? I like it. All right. What do we um, got for Horde and Tell? Yeah, so I picked up a few things this weekend, and they had a little bit in common, so I thought I could make kind of a theme. Um, a lot of people out there collect many things, but one thing a lot of people collect are good old hats, right? Baseball Yay. cap. I love these particular two. These are, I mean, these are new hats, but they've got that vintage kind of look, right? That, um, you know, the oh. turf traditions kind of thing going sure. on. Love the old logo. Love the old CFL logos in the back. Um I'm not much of a baseball hat kind of guy, but I do have a lot of sort of hat things. So uh, a lot of people remember when these came out, these sort of no. leather helmets. Yeah. Um, here for that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Look in that early. Leather heads. Right. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got one of these, the oh, colored version. I got that one. Perfect. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. You matching have to wear set. those. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. It just covers up the shine. The um, colored one I have worn to a game before. I, right. I, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, then another. Not thing the I summer ones up, though. Way too hot. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. No. yeah. Picked up quite a while ago is a lovely, oh, very on. thin oh. plastic. I mean, you can see through this, right? It's very. Did we, did we sell that to you, or did we like <laughs> you know God, or was that hand crafted? <laughs> Oh, it is. Somebody like, take the screenshot with me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely oh, tiny little. Uh, yeah. They can't have survived much because they are very thin. This has got a few cracks in it, whatever, but it still displays nicely. Sure. And the fact that it was still there, you know, 20 years later almost. Yeah. Um, in the 80s and 90s, I have no idea why they came up with this one. This is sort of lovely. That sort of, uh, wow. this reminds me of uh, was it's it a Weird dunce Herald? Cap. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's a bigger one. It's like Weird Herald from Fat Albert. That's yeah, what I think yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Um, but it has that sort of uh very it's almost like a 70s look, but it almost feels like this might be more 80s. And then going way back to the 50s, if you want a more of a cap, this oh come beauty. on now. Wow, absolutely beauty. This is an wow. early 50s knot hole gang hat. No way this is gonna fit on my head. Um, this won't even fit on my son's head. This is a little too small. That's um, cool. Absolutely rare. And then we did talk about uh, CFRN 
Um, and one of the absolute pioneers was uh, good old Al McCann. So I thought I could wear that one for a little bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely oh, beautiful. Look at that. Yeah. The sort of brocade on the, on the, exactly. Oh, it's like he's an admiral or something. Yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. Um, I found that a while ago and I've shown it before, but uh, I thought with 12, that's great. This is sort of an appropriate kind of look. So um, oh. uh, we had some friends over and, uh, in 1988, February of 88, uh, there was a TV show. It was like a game show on local TV. And Matt Dunnigan was uh, the guest um, contestant on it. And the other two were Al McCann and John Short doing sports trivia. Um, wow. As you can imagine, um, yeah, Matt didn't hey, do very well. I, super fun. That's got to find its way into TSN. Absolutely. Right. That clip. like So they show it on the broadcast. Like, oh. That would be just outstanding. Yeah, well, maybe if you can tell me who to contact, let me know. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. This is great. That's great. Um, yeah. Well, now that, I mean, we're talking a bit of history here, JMO. Every yeah. time we have you on, we get yes. some fun stories from back in the day. Um, yes. I, I am thinking that it is uh, time for mm. stories with Uncle JMO. So um, you you spoke about, um, yeah, I know. Get comfy, Kayla. Oh, um, yeah. We, uh, you, you, <laughs> nice, Mike. Yeah, uh, I listen all day. Neilon Green's contact, contact lenses was okay. one. I, I think that sounded like an interesting. I don't think I've heard that one before. Oh, oh, it's God, it's good. It's not, and what I like, okay. And here, and let me at the outset, because I don't want to be an oldies act, right? But I play the hits, right? Yeah. And so you know, and uh, I know we've run El Mashtub, and we've done a few oh. others, but. And if, if Neilon's contact lenses is new, and you guys got to remind me, I'm old, you know. So if I'm repeating, I know you'll stop me. Oh no, we'll just let you finish because we still love it. Yeah. So we go to Toronto. This is 1999, and uh, we we're playing at Sky Dome. It'll always be Sky Dome in my heart. Mm -hmm. And we're not a good team, as you guys know. And Elon is our starter. We start to begin the season with Marcus Crandall. I think he got one game and then Don opted for Elon, who was a former Argo. And anyhow, we know the rest. So we get, and how do I phrase this? Elon wasn't smart. <laughs> okay. That's one way to word it. I mean, okay, I'm yeah. just yeah. going to give it to you straight. <laughs> And so we're, you know, you get in Toronto and, and you know, that there's the, the players are well looked after by, you know, the Dwayne Mandrusiak and Todd Richardson and the athletic therapy team. And they, you know, they, they, they know their stuff. And Nilon, we head out to play the Toronto Argonauts and, you know, we're there in front of a disinterested crowd of 15,000 on a whatever Saturday night. And, it's evident early that Nilon is not, shall we say, seeing the field well. Okay. okay. And there, there looks to be some hesitation, certainly as he looks deep. But there's really hesitation kind of like anytime he steps up with the ball. Like it's there's something off. Well, the tip-off was Nilon was, <laughs> God... He was, and it was caught on the scoreboard on the Jumbotron a number of times. He would look to the bench, but he was squinting like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> so he is like, 
I mean, you know what it's like, right? You're leaning in hard and you think if you just suck your face in like you've just bitten a lemon and really concentrate, you'll be able to see. So he steps up in the pocket and just Sean Millington is probably like seven yards. And Sean Millington's an absolute condominium of a human, right? And back then they had the huge pads and he was just this monster. And Neilon Green throws a ball that stunned Sean Millington. He was like doof off his chest and like, oh, because he couldn't gauge distance. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's weird. Like Sean Millington, I don't know what would knock him over, but that was like, he looked genuinely like, and you're like, oh, okay, well, all right. It's one of those nights at the office <laughs> and we'll just kind of see how this plays out. So God almighty. The team was so bad. They come off after the game, and we've lost. And Elma Stub, who I've talked, may rest peacefully, was a source of great friction in the dressing room. And so the team's coming off, and you know, Don heads to the back room and coach's room probably for a drink. And Elma Stub, before the guys are tearing off tape and spots i haven't opened the door yet i haven't don hasn't given me and don was so quick like he'd go jamo open the door what are you waiting for and i'm like god i don't know like two minutes like the guys i know wait now a long time and chris jones keeps everyone waiting don would be like he'd open the door in the fourth quarter if it were up to him he's like i don't give a shit he's in there like just open it up right okay so i swing the door open just as el mishtu goes you know what the problem is here? Nobody cares as much as me. <laughs> and I hear that, and all of a sudden, uh -oh. it's deadly quiet. And Tory Hunter goes, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the coffee urn is flipped over, the tables, and it's on. Like, the guy, you know, and I'm like, as I'm opening the door to for Joanne Ireland, and I forget whoever else is on the road, and I'm like, and they're looking past my shoulder and they're like, like, you're open? And I went, we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> us. Come on in. Elma Stube runs back to the back. Because, like, people, I mean, like, if there was a universally reviled individual, it was Elma Stube. Right. And so he runs back and says, Don, like, they're coached. They're, they're guys are picking on me or whatever. I mean, it was chaos. Anyhow, so all of this is going on. Word comes in that Nilon played without his contact lenses. <laughs> and he goes back, and Todd Richardson, our, our athletic therapist, yeah. goes, wait a minute. You didn't come to me like, I don't know, warm-up? I don't know, first series? Because, you know, Nilon, I have contact lenses for everyone in here, even coaches. I got them all. Like, I've got, they're all here. Yeah, man, I just, you know. Okay, we're screwed. I just, you know. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. And you're like, wow, oh. we're just not, like, yeah, you know, most important position in football. And you just sort of can't go, wow, I, something's different tonight. I don't know, you can't see. <laughs> what did yeah, you forget that's to put it. In? What did you forget to put in? So... Yeah, I mean, what's the takeaway there? God, there's a bunch, eh? Like, I don't know. 
uh, be a pro, uh, put on all your equipment, you know, go top to bottom. I got my hat on. Okay, that's there. My eyes are good. Shit, I've got my long piece of towel with a, something I've written on. Okay, that's in there. That's cool. Like, did he drive to the stadium? <laughs> well, we were in Toronto, so God, right. I have no God, I have no idea how he oh. got the bus. I'm assuming, or maybe he walked. I don't know. I mean, it was can't see the like, bus number. It was just like, <laughs> oh God, you know. Oh. Well, you know, we're the Eskimos, so we're told we're great, but I don't mm. know, not 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 this group. But oh. yeah, oh my, yeah. so that is a great story. I could just the. This, the moment of opening the door to me is the, oh. <laughs> the oh you know, no. and there I am, I'm year two and I'm, you know, I'm still mm. learning what all of this is and trying to, and, you know, navigating a tough situation with Elma Stube, you know, and all the problems. And I've talked to you guys on other pods about it and, and, and all of that. And then, you know, Tori Hunter never backed away from anything really. I mean, just, never. and so, you're into that and you're like, Oh God, this is going to be great. And then, you know, you've got, I mean, that's a group full of football players. I mean, in a room that's hot, sweaty and pissed off. Okay. So you tell me what the dynamic was. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was one, not one of our better nights. Your first two years, I swear with the, uh, you know, people oh. getting put through a table in your first oh. year. <laughs> Jeez. Like, yeah, David Archer and Glenn <laughs> Rogers, eh? Yeah. Like, God, yeah, there was there actually, you know, when I think back like of all the years, 14 years. And I, I listen, I guess it tells me that, you know, either we don't hear about it now or the players are a lot more mature, maybe slightly less interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. But man, we had some guys. Like when I think of Alfred Payton. When I think of Ralph Staten, when I think of Ronald Williams, when I, you know, Don, Donnie Brady, you run oh. and great players and great guys I loved working with. We, there were some, there, there were, they were guys. I mean, I, I don't, you know, like, and I love that. I love the edge. I love the guys that you go, this dude's dangerous. Like, and Hervey. Yeah. 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 No, who's a dear friend, who's yeah. a dear friend of mine. And I, yeah. I love it. But you go, there were guys that I was, uh, until I got my, you know, I, I was sort of established. I was actually afraid to talk to. Right. Like you go to and say, hey, you know, Joanne Ireland from the journal needs you for a minute. You go, oh, geez, God, really? Well, I'll give it a run and see what he says. Right? Wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Like there yeah. were there were dudes. Like just you know, as we used to say, guys, a bad dude. Just a bad or, dude. As uh, Jed Roberts would say, a certain kind of personality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the uh... a rich fabric, a rich tapestry. <laughs> Nowhere else will you find this collection of people dressed the same in tight yellow pants, trying to. <laughs> achieve a singular goal <laughs> you know you'd look and there'd be rob leblanc who went on to yale or harvard or whatever you'd have carlo panero surgeon and then you'd have guys that well you know i don't know where life took them <laughs> right. but all we need you to do is get off the edge and get to their quarterback 
can you do it? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know. If we ever get Neil on, on this show, I'm going to ask him if he's wearing contacts before oh. we start, just so he can see us. And, and a yeah. great dude. Like, I, you know. I hear he's a great dude. I mean, yeah. he is a yeah. very funny guy. And, and you know, we, we got along very well. But it was just one of those, like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> come on, man, Knights. Uh, every, every TSN guy that's watching this is like, hey, at the next Elks game, zoom in on Taylor when he's trying to get the call. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I know Michael. No, and and maybe the rest of you guys. You remember Kevin Mason? The same year. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Well, there's a great sequence when Kevin Mason came in, and he we was called to you know to duty, and I think he'd come to us from Saskatchewan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he had a wristband on, and I mean, he was rushed in and didn't have you know enough time with the book and the and the stuff. But he had a wristband that ran like from the wrist to the elbow, and he lived off that thing. And we got close, like we're pushing. And he took so many time count violations that we pushed ourselves back and out of field goal range. Oh, like no. we just kept Edmonton time count. You're like, no, come on now. Like we couldn't get a playoff. Okay, let's give her a line it up. Let's rip it again. Edmonton time count violation. I forget what his number was. And it just marched like, no, Sean Fleming, don't worry about it. You don't have to take the T, you know, you're not field goal here. Just punt it. It was unbelievable. Again, but that was that year. That was that group, like the 99 2000. It was just a, a sort of a chaotic. You know, looking back on it, um, yeah, kind of a weird, I mean, you know, and it's ironic, the 99 was when they got Terry Vaughn and Doug Peterson. Right. Like, there were some real good pieces there, but wow, that team was hmm, something less, right? <laughs> At the <laughs> most important position, it was right. one of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, by the way, he wore 12. Kevin Mason. He was oh, the year before okay. Moss. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, nice. So following Wilkie, <laughs> yeah. prior to Moss. Yeah. Sure. Sounds about right. right. Fits right in. Fits yeah. right in. Um, all right. Let's get to our game setup for this week. Uh, Edmonton is back at home. <laughs> is that any good? I don't know. Uh, but they are here to take on the Argos uh, this Sunday, 5 o'clock at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, it is 90s retro night. So bring yeah. your neon and uh, all of I have none of that. I don't, or I don't plaid. Know. I mean, you can go all grunge. Come on now. Sure. And, do that. Yeah. And, and if I could just add this, um, they're going to celebrate. Yes, the '93 Grey Cup winning team and overdue honor and a and honor them in some fashion with how many, however many guys can be back there. But um, and they're going to do that on August 27th for the 03. Fantastic, yeah. love it. Love yeah, it. that is outstanding. Uh, that's that's hey on August 27th. Is that the day that they're going to put people on the Wall of Honor? Sure is. Yes, it is. Hmm. And they're going to be. Regarding the 2003 team, hmm, okay, a lot of uh, chin stroke, a lot of hmm, hmm, a lot of ideas yeah. going through my head at this moment. Yeah, okay. Um, are they playing BC that game? Ottawa, no, Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay, all right. Yes. I'll just check. I only know okay. based on the menu. I'm oh, the that's <laughs> what's on the menu. That's fair. Yes. Uh, yes, and if you want to see the menu, please check out our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because we have all of the uh, the menu is now available for Thanks, all the coming tailgates. Thank you again, Tyler. Uh, Argos are coming off a giant win over Hamilton. Um, Chad Kelly looked like he is uh, the real deal or somewhat of the real deal, I guess. Um, 
let's get to the positive part. Tailgate opens at 2.30. Yes, it and, does. Uh, on the menu, super fan. That's right. By popular demand, tacos in a bag. Ooh, oh, how exciting. You. How exciting. Yeah. Um, and of course, you could, uh, on your way, you could grab some asymmetrical brewing or stop there yeah. for a $5 beer and then come to the tailgate. That'd be great. Um, what are we watching for in this game? Uh, JMO, what do you, uh, what are you keeping your eye on? Well, offense. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Offense. offense. Yeah. Just some confidence early. It doesn't need to be a, you know, a huge play, something to build off and, and let Taylor Cornelius or allow Taylor Cornelius to get a little breathing room. Like he needs some success early and mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, you know, a good crossing route, you know, Screen just somebody yeah. to turn a seven yard gain into something. And they, so they can get a March going yeah. and stay on the field and come away. I mean, if come away with six, that'd be awesome. But even just a good, like get early points mm -hmm. to shed the, shed the shutout. And then, you know, that I, I believe, you know, the defense is going to be there. Yep. And this is looks really, it really looks Chris Jones-esque in this defense, the way it's configured now and the way it played against BC and frankly Regina or Saskatchewan, I should say. But yeah, it's, and sure like to see some more runs. I, I need, I need, you know, I'm, I've always been a big believer in the run game and the value yes. of it and even though it's a CFL, I get it. You want to, you know, everyone wants to chuck it. Um, but the, you know, to get and I, I, I don't know what the deal is. I want more Shannon Brooks. Just I'm intrigued. Yeah. You know, is that a Troy Mills? Is that a you know a heavy back? Mm -hmm. Let's see it. What, One of my all-time favorite players, right there, Troy Mills. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And he, no matter who's back there. They need to touch the ball like 15, 16 times. Yes. It can't be five or seven. Like no. it's, they, they got to touch the ball lots. And if it's Kevin Brown and running out, to, you know, outside the tackles. Right. Great. I mean, he, he has he's ripped off a big that, run in right? both games, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's got to recover from the fumbles. I get it, but yeah, like balance it out at least at least let them think about it in the fourth quarter they were doing nothing but pinning their ears back and coming after taylor right how how does he how does that set him up for any success so i agree with you jmo on that one so it, it's you know here's the other thing you'd love it to be high scoring and the elks win and everyone you know dances in the streets but if that isn't the case leave like entertain like don't go out with a whimper don't go out right you know, with mm -hmm. a low score, you know, 10 points or something like that. And, and I know that sounds very sort of milk toast, but if, you know, I don't know how good the Argos are. I know they're the defending great cup champions, but their team's changed. And Chad Kelly is, right. you know, I'm Chad Kelly, I mean, he's still learning it all, but leave Elks fans with a, wow. Like, you know, that they put up points. They, they, entertained us i know that sounds very shallow but that's what it is i think this fan base just wants to kind of believe and buy in well and they want more let's find the let's find a balance of positives and negatives instead yeah. of it like 75 25 right sure. like you you want to find the find yeah. some of the good parts in there so commissioner what are you watching this game 
Well, I think I have to say this, so I'm blue in the face all season, is going off of what Jamo said, uh, can we just get some competition, please? Like, just try. I don't know. Like, it just seems, again, so lackluster in the offense. It's boring. I get so bored watching these games, and I'm like, oh, the offer. But I don't have to, actually, because the defense just comes right back on. I'm like, ooh, players who care. Nice. (laughs) Interesting. Um. I just, I, uh, I don't, I think the character is what really is going to show up in this game. You're either going to have it or you're not. And this offense right now just doesn't, if there's character on the field, it's not mending very well. There's no chemistry with these players. So with Taylor Cornelius, he's either going to keep doing that struggle and just his confidence is going to be shaken or you can actually, I don't know, maybe play a little bit more chocolate instead of vanilla and have some competition in on your offense and do something unique and different and don't be so boring in your plays. Like it's just, mm, I don't know what I'm watching because I feel like I, it's just, you need the offense. Like the defense can only do so much. And I think the only thing we can do is rely on the defense to throw Chad Kelly off his game. And maybe the special teams to get us in a better field position so we can get some field goals because the offense, I'm just like, I don't know. Those are my keys. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Super fan. I am curious to see what our starting offense is going to look like mm-hmm. going onto the field. Are we going to have that same five person offensive line uh, with Ed Ganey out for who knows how long at this point? Um, is there an opportunity to have maybe Scott Hutter and Jake Taylor at safety opening up maybe an American spot for that offensive line? Maybe we see Martez Ivy back. It's he's been back for several weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he finished fairly strong at that right tackle position, which seems to have been a bit of a weakness for us this year. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have, you know, Ken Ludwig tell us from training from a uh, practice <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yes. from, from training. Um, <laughs> thanks, as, Dean Faithful. Yeah, as our favorite kicker would say. Um, and there are just far too many offensive weapons on this team, like high-end offensive weapons on this team. With Kevin Brown, with Geno Lewis, with Stephen Dunbar, with D- Dylan Mitchell, um, right. and then the young guys like Shannon Brooks, and that's uh, just far too many high-end weapons to keep us not playing right so it's up to that offensive team of McAdoo and Jarius Jackson to get a play going that's going to play to those strengths and keep everyone off balance honestly yep. with that you shouldn't know where the ball's going because there are just too many ways that we can burn you yeah right. so very true we need to have an offensive thing that isn't so vanilla predictable whatever you want to call it so that they're constantly guessing and they can't pin their ears back because right we're going to burn you if you do like that group that you've just laid out there should on a level scare other teams. Like they yeah. should be, holy shit. Like, the, yeah. okay, start backpedaling now. Right. I don't <laughs> see it. I, I, just, I mean, based on the first two games. Right. That, that anyone would be scared that the Elks are going to just kind of blow torch you, you know, mm. and we've all mm. seen what that can look like. Um, I don't get that sense at all. Like, I don't know if that gear is there. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, 
especially with Taylor can run like he can. Yes. Like yeah. we have three running weapons out there, several receiving weapons. Right. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't it. be shut out. Well, On your worst night, you should not be shut out. Right. Well, 47 yeah. years, right? Right. I think like time. for me, the most frustrating part, I just want to say this before I forget, because I've been thinking about it all podcast is there was such anticipation for this season yeah. when you go into the story they're talking about it training camp they're talking about it there was anticipation and excitement and it was like yeah something's different this year it's in the air and you watch these two games and you're like how was there such a discrepancy between that feeling and that excitement versus what we're getting on the field i think that's the most frustrating part is where is this excitement on the field because you're just going on and it's like oh crap like we just can't can't get it together for some reason even though we're pro athletes but for some reason there's just there's no mesh here but this whole lead up to the actual season was yeah we're looking different we're feeling different it's different we'll be different. different yeah it's not different and i and i know this is only game two which thank god there's mm-hmm. lots of time to improve but I think for me, that's what's the most frustrating part is everyone was saying it. And right. yet what we're getting is the same thing. You know, as someone who, you know, is proud of my relationship and my, my, you know, what I did there for as long as I was, I, you know, I, I was born here, even though I, you know, lived most of or a good chunk of my life in Vancouver, Edmonton and the Eskimos always, um, it, it's, it's hard to see a franchise in the state it is now. And I'm not talking about 0-2. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all of the stuff that's happened. Some of it, you know, circumstantial, I understand. But to see it as a team that always had an answer. You need a player, find a player. You need a quarterback, got one right down the hall here. To now be one of those teams that's just kind of scrambling to figure it out it's a weird it's a weird place for the franchise to be and i say weird there's a better word than it it's very uncomfortable as someone who you know cares and i know obviously you guys live it um to see what they're what what it's become and i think better days are ahead and i think you know what victor is doing and and trying to do and the staff there i mean i i know some of the people there and I, i really believe in them but Again, the Eskimos, sorry, Elks, whichever, you know, the, always had found a way. You'd have an off year, and then, by God, you course corrected, and you were back. Yep. And I know salary cap levels the playing field and all of that. They've been in that for a long time, long, long time. And, yeah, they they're, they always had an answer. And now... They don't have all the answers, and it's just a weird play. I mean, look at Winnipeg now. It seems like everything yeah. they touch is just great. Yep, right. That's how that's how Edmonton was. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Expected to win the or at least compete for the Grey Cup every year. The whole right. thing. Well, yeah, and that it was even before, like when I started watching football, right? But even still, when I started to now, we still had that team who could come back, right, and mm-hmm. do something. You know, like I remember it was the four and 14 year when I really started getting into it. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, 
gray cup, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just like, it's, I'm, I'm, I love the experience and the, like the football is really like, I love that game, but I mean, it's become the experience because the football hasn't been there, yeah. but you cannot rely on the experience to keep this team running unfortunately because people have very small attention spans very short attention spans you need a w or else it's just going to keep sinking and sinking and this team like you said jmo cannot afford that in every yeah possible in, in all of the senses of not affording it you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean dave you said it off the top too like this team has done everything so right outside of the oh, product yeah. on the field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like the comms team is doing great work. The so video good. creativity of the video team, outstanding. Yeah. The marketing's been great. Yeah. If only they could get a yeah. bunch of wins, I think this is poised to become a real winner, right? And 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 let me, you know, name check here. You know, Richard began doing the video and Ryan yeah. yep. Burr doing the community relations and Evan Dom doing everything yeah. and Hernan Salas and, yeah. and all that and I'm Prince forgetting Steven. some people and and in there who you know I I I I look at their work I respect their work I see what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve and and um you know that's where I go when I think about man oh man like they're trying yeah you know there are some teams who go well they don't you know they don't get it or they're not investing or they don't have the right people they got the right people they, they got the, with all the talent and all the care right yep. yeah care is in a business that is kind of weird you know pro football <laughs> and the hours are strange and it, it it's exhausting you know the days can be long and and a lot of emotion um yeah that's where yeah it just it's it's the on field and that's the biggest that's what they do i mean alan watt had a great line it still resonates we do two things. We play football and we sell tickets. Right. Right. It's never changed and it never will. I know right. There are other elements. I get it, but that's it. That's the that's, core. That's football the is part. real tough right now. Real yep. tough. Very tough. Um, the last thing that I'm just going to add in, because I wanted to put something else in for, for what I'm going to watch. And mm. I hope that Dean Faithful gets to kick a field goal. Wow, and right? Even many of them. I would be great with that. I like Dean. And yeah. oh. I, saw, I saw him after the game and he, he looked at me and I kind of did one of these, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, Hey, like, sorry. Um, oh, in BC, in BC, I was yeah. waiting down and he's walking. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, he wasn't very but, busy. I had a no, no. And I, and I was like, I'm like, Oh, I hope you get to kick it more next time. Go Dean. Yay. Uh, that, that's my that's my my two cents on that. Um, I can share another fun positive after the game. Uh, Mike Benavides came over and said hello, which was awesome because oh, I hadn't cool. seen him Benny's, in a while. And, uh, Benny Mike, is oh, he's he's so great. And I and I actually too. did get a couple of minutes with um, Coach Maxi, and he gave me a hug, so it was nice oh, to awesome. be able to see him again. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's not not all bad in BC. Okay, oh, let's uh, let's talk about our pickums in fantasy, oh, and then we'll get into some overtime oof. because I, I, I we're holding up everybody, especially you, Jamo. Sorry, uh, but uh, it's Lord. all this is all fun and games. Okay, so we got four 
well, we got three games to pick of, and then we need a prop bet. So, uh, Jamo, you're the guest, so you'll get to pick which prop bet, and we'll ask some fans for some options. But then if you have another option that you want to throw in there, oh, uh, you can. And then I will set a line, and we'll have a little bit of fun with that. <laughs> but we'll start with our pickums for the other games, starting with BC visiting Winnipeg. Um, this has all the potential to be a very good game, I would think. Um, but, Jamo, who do you have in BC? going to Winnipeg I have um I mean it's so obvious to say Winnipeg right they're at home right the way they looked they sort of dismantled well not sort of they did dismantle Saskatchewan the score was flattering um, yes I'm however I'm gonna go I'm gonna go boldly where no smart person would go um oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the BC Lions Hey, Chris All O'Leary right. picked the BC as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also yeah. picked the Elks, did he, he not? He sure did. So, <laughs> so we already know that he's going we over like for this week. Uh, yeah. No, I love Chris, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, by the way, 4-0 last week on my picks. Yay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Commissioner, we got BC and Winnipeg. Oh, this is hard because I feel like... Vernon Adams or ugly Sidney Crosby? I know. My guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamo just know, seeing it in his head right now as I said that he's like you'll never yeah, unsee that, it that's yeah. right it's actually yeah. yep You're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I just like I've stopped fighting it it's like it's mean and I said it now I have to own it <laughs> I still think the best line ever was Ed Penguin who said but isn't Sidney Crosby ugly Sidney you Crosby you check your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so much fun oh. i could say something really mean but i, I uh, we're gonna go back to okay. football yeah uh you know i uh the bombers have not let me down yet in fantasy or in pickups so i'm mm. gonna have to go with the bombers okay fair enough Super i'm gonna fan. be smart i think if this was at bc place i would think this would be the prime for the upset but being at winnipeg yeah. I just don't see them getting overconfident and they are just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I got to go. And Rhymes is out. Yeah. Yeah. Rhymes is out. Yeah. Rhymes Whitehead is out. Yeah. I it's... Yeah. I, I got to go Winnipeg on this one. Um, and just, I, I think BC keep it close up front, yeah. Yeah. but then um, Winnipeg will pull away just like they did against Saskatchewan. Yep. Um, I mean, hey. I never said I was right. That's right. Yeah. I, I hope you are. Oh, I appreciate. I appreciate no. the fact that we have uh, other options on here. Yeah. Right? You don't That's the old Vancouver yeah. in me, the old yeah. Vancouver boy. You know, growing up going to Empire Stadium. But also, can I just give a shout out to the way the Lions are dressed now? I love it. Yeah, that's sharp. Very nice. Ooh, Very nice. That's uh, how you get it done, man. Yeah. Vernon, I contrast. need an update. I need an update, oh. by the way, Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> I need a three with the fog. <laughs> oh, wow. The fog yeah, really. is, oh, it's all. It's all I, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, okay, next game, Montreal visits Hamilton. Uh, Montreal 1-0 and, oh, and Hamilton 0-2. Oh, uh, Commissioner, who you got in this game? Well, because for some reason I keep picking Hamilton. Now that I'm not going to pick Hamilton, they're going to win, but I'm still going to say the Alouettes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Super fan? Uh, yeah, with their starting quarterback going down with the yeah. weird mm. groin injury uh, and, you know, being perfectly willing to be a backup on the sidelines, 
according to the, the press release. Uh, okay. I, I think this is the opportunity for Montreal to really pull away. Yeah. A lot of people uh, predicted that Montreal would not do this well, but as you said, they're 1-0. And I think after this week, they're 2-0. Wow. All right, then. Uh, I am going to go the other way. I think Matthew Schiltz comes in and fires up the Hamilton team playing at home. And I believe that the Hamilton Tiger Cats will find a way in week three to pull off win number one. Jamo, who you got? I never... You know, I'm sort of a ride or die with Jason Moss, right? Right. (laughs) And I I mean that. Like, I... um, and I want good things for that franchise with Machocha there and Jason there. And, you know, for them to kind of reassert themselves in the marketplace. I know they've got new ownership and all that stuff. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Montreal here. Um, you know, I, I, there's, there's a softness, a fondness for them that I feel. And I, I want them to do well. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, last game. Saskatchewan is it at McMahon. Can they both lose? <laughs> I know. I vote for Ast- Asteroid yeah. Hits McMahon yeah. Field. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't want to be that bad. At that's least they'd fair. get a new stadium. That's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, Super fan, you get to pick first. Yeah, this one is a tough one. It's like, do I die from botulism or die from, uh, <laughs> you know, Tomain? Uh Yeah, it's yeah. really... Oh, gangrene, that's appropriate, I guess. Um, uh, They're all defensive line. Uh, You know what? I just haven't been really that bullish on Jake Mayer. Mm. Uh, I just haven't seen as much. Harris, I thought, is, you know, he has that good game, bad game, good game. I think this is going to be a good game for Trevor. I think Saskatchewan takes one out of McMahon. All right. I am doing the exact same thing. I'm taking Saskatchewan over Calgary. I, I think Calgary's still working out some kinks. Yeah. Um, and uh, although they played well enough to beat Ottawa, it sure. was Ottawa. So yeah. uh, I, I think Saskatchewan's defense is playing quite well overall. Yeah. I mean, I understand the Bombers got them, but the Bombers were getting everybody. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I yeah I I don't know I I think Saskatchewan rolls into Calgary and pulls comes out with the win. Jamo, I am going to go. Um, I'm going to go with Calgary. I do it with some reluctance because I like Mike. I've got some reservation around Jake Mayer, but I have faith in Dave Dickinson and Mark Mueller, their OC, to get him figured out and get him comfortable. But you know, as you said, like. I, they're still working some stuff out there, right? Both on the line, mm-hmm. I think, and just with the receiving core. And but there's a lot to like in Jake Mayer, and you know the the Calgary Stampeders. Just to pick up on the conversation we had earlier about the Elks, they um, they develop well. They do, right? They they really do under Huffnagel and Dickinson, and you know Wally before then. They they really know how to get that position right. So. You know, and they put in the time with Jake Mayer. Like, he's a CFL quarterback, and he's going to have some bumps. So, of course, everybody does. So, I'm going to go Calgary, but it will not be easy. All right. Commissioner? Yeah, that's that's the thing about Calgary is they always find a way eventually, and it's very frustrating. But I don't think that eventually is quite yet. So, I, too, am going to go with the Riders. And I would agree with Andrew on that defense. And Delkey is, like, kind of fun to watch. 
Yeah, well, he was supposed to be uh, playing for Edmonton because he was a U of A guy and he was supposed to be the territorial pick and stupid Saskatchewan picked him like two before we got the chance to pick him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just what not better. Think. Okay, not at all. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell. Okay, um, do you have any uh, prop bet options for us there, Superfan? Yeah, so we got a few in here. Uh, Chris Agar's suggestion is uh, Elks kick return yards. Um, oh, my. Dave Winchester has a few options. Uh, penalty yards total, total oh. offensive yards, passing yards, running yards, crowd capacity. That's a tougher one. That is a tougher one. Uh, yep. Jerry uh, from Victoria, Elks field goal attempts. Oh, man. Oh, attempts, not wrong. made, just attempts. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the key, hey? Attempts. Oh. Wow. Okay, so you have all those options, Jamo. Unless there's some other one that you thought. No, oh, no, no, I no, no. Those that, are great. But... Those are great. Um, yeah. You know, I was thinking, oh, duration of anthem. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go. You know what? Because we, we're all fans of Dean Faithful. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I've met a more likable player recently than him. It's pretty like, awesome. Uh, just this yep. story is charming, and it's, you know, you feel like you're talking to either Ted Lasso or someone in Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that alone says, I mean, you got to cheer for the dude. Yeah. So I'm going to go field goal attempts. Outstanding. Holy you know? man. Okay. Good luck yeah. with the line. Yeah, <laughs> I know. How am I going to yeah, yeah. come up with a line on that against the Argo defense? Um, line's going to be one and a half. Okay. JMO, does he get attempts field goal attempts one and a half so more than one <laughs> correct or, yeah. or does he get one does he even yeah. get one really i mean I think, that's the thing like he had I zero think. the last game so i think um, he gets one okay so you're gonna say under yeah, yeah. okay commissioner Boy. Well, just because I'm rooting for him, I'll play over. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he is an Australian. That would mean something very different to him. Um, <laughs> rooting means something very different, as my neighbor would tell me. Um, yeah. So I, I think we're going to see a, a lot more just because be I over, think right? that I think we will do well between the 20s. Um, and yeah, then Did you watch last, just, game, last week's game? Well. Yeah. I think they're okay. going to Mike's adjust. Mike's a clean right? slate guy. Mike has no 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 past. It's that's all fair. Yes, that's I don't right. know anything about the past. No, no. That's right. Yeah, no means nothing. No bearing on you. <laughs> nothing. No. Pay no attention to the yeah man behind the curtain. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have uh, a better outing. I mean, it would be hard to be much worse as least on offense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to have more. I'm, I'm going to think we're going to have like three or four attempts. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, Jamo. I'm saying under. I think he gets one shot. Can I just? Say and he'll that? get it. And he'll get it. But does it not seem weird that the Elks, or I guess anybody, has a kicker that you are, um, you've put shackles on, right? right? And I get it. He's a rookie in the truest sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and outside of the 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 Shans, Fleming and White and you know there have been some guys who've rolled through here and I've worked with some like you know John Baker and Shoeless God I'm yeah Shoeless John Baker and some others you know you go okay um well you know it's kind of cross your fingers hope that it's good but I've never seen anything like this where it's like you know pitchers get a, a pitch count yeah like he's got a yardage count it's weird 
Yeah. It, it is. Well, it, I mean, they want to build his confidence. Okay. Vickers but... can get the yips, right? So you want to. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at this point, just. Say that word. <laughs> just. Let him. Let him. Let, let him the let legs him. loose. Like. Let's see where it. this goes. Let yeah. the legs loose. I'm sure that's. You meant kicking, right, Kayla? Title of the podcast. Right. Um, yep. Let the leg yeah. loose. That's the title of the podcast. We love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Quickly, quickly recapping our uh, CFPN fantasy pool. Kayla, you won. You did. Well done. Hey. Except the when they corrected it, it pushed me way. I was at sixth place. And then after they corrected the stats, I was like plummeted. I was like, you oh. jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still won. But still won. Yeah. Uh, Mike and I both lost. Okay. Oof. Uh, I started a guy that didn't even play, so that was great. Um, Outstanding. Well done. I was pretty happy about it. Uh, this week, uh, so I'm 0-2. Uh, you guys are both 1-1. One one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Don't call just, it a comeback. Uh, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Yeah. I'm already got knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Commissioner, you get Steve from the Piffles podcast this week. Mike, you wow. get Adam from the yes. Football Countdown. Uh, I get Steph from the Horseman. Uh, so we will see how this all plays out for this week. Uh, Mike, you got a guy you're keeping your eye on to put in for this week? I haven't had a chance to even look yet, but I mean, there's a lot of guys that are subbing in for, um, a lot of players. My first instinct is with all the players going down in BC, someone like Javon Katoy, I think is going to see a lot more action or Holland. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But I haven't yeah. seen the price on him yet. So it's a little tough to say. Yeah, Hollins was Hollins was middle of the road last week, so maybe yeah. that's a that's an option. Yeah. Um, this is like week in a row, I'm picking a guy who's playing against the Elks, but put Coxie in your lineup. Oh, oh my good. good lord! Yeah, and there's a connection between him and Kelly, and we have a very well. I mean, our actually our defense did pretty well. Maybe that's not a good play. I don't know, but there you go. I I don't know either that or. Sean Bain in uh, Saskatchewan, who seems Bain. to have a very good connection with. Or uh, what's his name that was he scored the three touchdowns for Emelis? Yeah, Emelis. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. He, well, he won't do that again right away. No. I don't no. think. But uh, that's why I say pick the other guy. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So thank you, JMO, for coming uh, on. Uh, yes. Are, are you, you going to stick stick around for some overtime questions? Sure. Of okay. course. Cool. Yeah, outstanding. Um, we'll do some quick plugs. Jamo, where does everybody find you so that they can connect with you? Well, I um, <laughs> I know. I changed it on the... The, the, the Dave Jamison. I changed it from the previous handle on Twitter, um, which is kind of where I live because of, you know, sports and all that kind yeah. of thing. And then I'm just going to kind of get reset. Um, I'm sure you can find me wherever you need to find me, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to go the real Dave Jameis, and I thought, God, that is self-absorbed. Like, I love there's, it. Somebody, <laughs> there's somebody, oh, nobody is trying to impersonate me. So, like, what? why would I do that? So, it's just the Dave Jameis. The I'm real Slim Jameis. That would have yeah. been amazing. I'd have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, yeah. it's like when guys go third person. Right? <laughs> but no, no, no. Just anyhow. That's, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, Commissioner. Uh, on the Twitter litter box at <laughs> Duchess Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. That's Super awesome, man. I'm going to refer to that as the rest of my life now. Um, you can find me at 56 Parkies, and then you can, I'll be posting some pictures of some of these hats and fun things at the Edmonton Football History account at E D M H I S T O R E. 
fantastic. You can follow me at Free Palicious and of course the show at the Turf District. Uh, that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Yes, and we are putting in the odd thing up there here and there. Uh, and you can also catch some of my musings on Three Down Nation. Uh, thank you to everybody who's taken the time to read them and sent some feedback. I, I really appreciate it. Um, also, of course, follow our good friends at Pay It Forward with Football yes. uh, because they are continuing to spread kindness and they're wonderful people. So follow them. Uh, join us on June 30th uh, for the game against Ottawa at First Round Downtown. It'll be a watch party. We're going to try and do some live podcasting during halftime. And uh, I'm working on some guests to join us for mm. that. Anyone in this room, maybe? Maybe. Never know. Never uh, know. Lots of fun stories. Um, anyway, Everyone's probable. Exactly. Uh, I hear they have beer. It's great. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if you're on YouTube, stick around for overtime. Uh, otherwise, we will be up. Uh, we'll be up again next Tuesday night uh, working on a player guest. And hopefully we will mm. be talking about a win. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, sort of. God, I hope so. Anyway, uh, for Dave Jameson, Commissioner Kayla, and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week.